Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome after buzzers. You're watching the after show for Succession, Season 2, Episode 2, The Vaulter, where tonight we talk Vulture gets gutted, Shiv and Tom's power dynamic, and Roman's miscalculation. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Welcome back, After Buzzers. We are back. We got some extra panelists. So excited, it's a guys. Disco. It's a party up <laughs> in here. It's it Roman's is, party. Right? Of course, I'm joined by my new co-host, Mr. Jeremy Dan, professor at UNC School of, um, UNC Marshall School of Business. There you go. Of entrepreneurship and innovation. And of course, you guys might recognize him from the Game of Thrones panel. And we're joined by Mr. Ryan Nilsson, head of Popcorn Talk. And you may recognize him from the Stranger Things panel. Stranger Things. So happy so. to be here talking <laughs> secession. Yes, yes. It's a course, tough word to pronounce. Yeah, yeah. secession. I get like tongue-tied on it all the time. So, But of course, we've got our special segments tonight. Our news, our prediction, our savage lines of the episode, and our flex moments where we kind of look at each character and their bossed-up moments. So, flex. flexing their power. Yeah. But, guys, let's get into it. The overall thoughts of this episode. Overall thoughts, um, it continues to deliver. You know, I, I'm someone that binge-watched the show over the last few weeks and, and just really psyched about it. There was a lot of breathing space in this show after what happened with the wedding and, and so much emotion there and, and, and so many uh, so much uh, uh, you know, conflict associated with that. This one was Room to Breathe. I was very surprised at Shiv's. Um, Shiv what had her happens? own miscalculations, and she was very clumsy this episode, which I did not see from her. But all in all, a really cool episode and some, some very twisting uh, power dynamics. Yeah, absolutely. I think this episode articulated how this is a horror corporate show. <laughs> this is a horror show yeah. for anything business. I think it's really fun, don't get me wrong, but... The, what used to be super funny, almost Veep-like, mm-hmm. has now turned into something out of a Mike Myers Halloween <laughs> movie. You're just saying, don't go in there, don't go in don't, there. Don't go in there. <laughs> yeah. Jobs being lost at every corner. <laughs> it is, it's crazy. And yeah. I, I'm loving it. It's, it keeps surprising. It keeps delivering one of the best shows on TV. Yeah, for me, it was like a settled, unsettled episode where like everyone's settling into who they are and what they're doing, but you're on the edge every single time because you don't know which way they're going. Uh, and we saw a lot of that with Kendall. And so we got to talk about Valter getting gutted. So yeah. Kendall did a little head fake. Uh, I got to ask you, Jeremy, were, were you confused um, or surprised by Kendall's head fake when he came in and he fired everyone? Well, what's interesting about it is we heard the line at the end. I did it because my dad wanted to do it. And I think he sees a, uh, a core to power, a core path to power. It's mm-hmm. still being in the good graces of his dad. Before, it was proving I can do things differently. And I have a different viewpoint than my yeah. dad. And he is talented. He knows the most about the business. So, for instance, when that team said, oh, let's bury him in the paperwork, yeah, right. that is like playing to his superpower because he is the guy that knows about KPIs, if you don't know what that is, key performance indicators. He knows about ad buy rates, click-throughs, and all that. So if you try to baffle him with too much information, he's the one guy in the show that could sort through it all. So yeah. um, poorly played by Walter. 
well played by him he, when he didn't get his original goal of repurposing Volter and just tweaking it at the margins. Yeah. He, he he pulled out victory from the jaws of defeat. Yeah, and, and I, I personally enjoyed watching Lawrence kind of get his you know come up and because when he said bury them in paper, <laughs> I was just like, man, they know what they're doing. Right. I mean, up until this point, Kendall has last season. It was just showing he knows better than his dad. Yeah. Uh, he staged two coups. He was almost successful with the second one and. What happened in the water, what happened with that car crash, not only changed him, but I also think he realized his dad knows what he's talking about. Yeah. And I know he has a strangle on him, Logan <laughs> strangling Kendall, but he's going to listen to everything his dad says. Yeah. And at the end of last week's episode, we saw him do that where he just shows up the, his, where his friend was at and yeah. just says, yep, this is what my dad wants to be. He's just a messenger. He is a zombie <laughs> yeah. for him. He is his dad's own Mike Myers. He'll go with the machete, do the dirty work, and... It, it was they trained us to expect him to find a loophole, and yeah. even when he goes and meets up with Lawrence, it's almost like he's looking out for him. Hey, my dad wants to gut it, but I'm yeah. gonna try to save it. Yeah, so the way he actually like, guts yeah. it, he actually follows through with yeah. what his dad wants. It's really surprising. He's a skilled zombie, though. And I, I, <laughs> yeah. but I believed him. I thought he wanted to save it. Was trying to find a way, and I was like, that's kind of odd. But I believe he delivered it in a way that I was like, he's really serious about. it. He it's did like, the knowledge that he, he he invested so much in it, wanted to use that knowledge for good, not for evil, as in saving. It because it is a path to the future. And we heard Shiv kind of also declare that. But he said, I have the most knowledge about it. I could use it for good or for evil, so to speak. And this time, well, at least used it for Logan's purposes. <laughs> You're all free to leave. Yeah, <laughs> health benefits after a month. Over if you tweet these videos, it's done in three days. I was like, what? Yeah, Ken, I mean, he's really, I mean, to me, it's all a little bit of a loss of a soul in terms of all those people and not even really caring about how much they got or their futures. No, <laughs> it's 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 nuts. He is, and it's all oddly him ascending back up now. Yes, it's a comeback, but he's dead inside. And Even at the party with Greg. Yeah, you could see that he was just what, what do you call himself a techno Gatsby? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing about Kendall that we talked about with the imagery we've seen with him, um, you know, in the water that first episode, mm. we were left with that imagery of his dad over his shoulder at the very end. Uh, is that a good? Is that a good sign? Mm. Or what do we think of that? Because you, you were like, oh my God, look at that imagery. It's like the devil on your shoulder yeah. right there. Him just staring away. Yeah, you can sit in the office, get comfortable, and he, there's nothing on the table. Yeah. He's literally looking at a blank wall. But he's finally above water. And the de- Exactly. <laughs> he's there. Yeah. It's almost like he has the most secured position he's ever had at the company. Yeah. But he's a zombie at this point. Yeah, I, I, I like that it seems that they're kind of saying, look, if you if you want to be in line with Dad, you got to be in line with Dad. Don't try to distinguish yourself. Don't try to be different. Kind of find a way to follow, fall in line, but also do it at a high level. And he well, did what his brother recommended. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. What were you going to say? Oh, I just say he'd have to bide his time. Like, look, yeah. all he knows right now is he's being protected from the manslaughter. So he has no <laughs> basis underneath him. And now he has a little bit of basis. And by the way, that little bit of basis won him a lot of points, as in now he's where the action is on yeah. the takeover defense. So there, there was a big U-turn in this episode, probably not fully back. Yeah, which which for me kind of makes me really uneasy about Logan, because I just don't know what's going on in his head. Do you have any uneasiness about what Logan's moves are? Or as a person in business, are his moves making sense for you? Well, the most important thing for Logan is these are his chess pieces and his chessboard, and he's in control. So he... I think has paid lip service to some of the modernization things, but we hear again, we have a a, a factory making what do they say microwaves in the Philippines or <laughs> yeah. something. He wants to double down or triple down on local news stations. We get the notion he likes 
Um, in terms of uh, business parlance, you know, quicker uh, cash flow and quicker earnings. So he yeah. likes things that are going to pay him back yeah. quickly, not investments that are going to pay you back three to five years from now. He's getting that, and he has the skill to do it, and he knows that business. So he's playing to his strengths, not the potential strengths of the future of the media business. Now, what he does says, what he does say is, we want to get huge again, yeah. and then be about the future, which might be an okay strategy if all these other things are undervalued. And I know in the first season we were a little worried about Shiv last week. The focus was on Kendall season one, and mm-hmm. now that's a little bit more on Shiv, he might you know double cross her, and she had a lot going on this episode as well. But I think what's interesting with Kendall is Kendall is no longer that power hungry. I think he is deep down inside, but he's realizing he literally has to do whatever his dad wants to get on that good side. And just going back to, we keep saying the word zombie. We keep saying the word like he has no feeling. There were a lot of unique moments in this episode that really showed that, Mm -hmm. including you commented on he is a motorcyclist driving around, which might be because he's not a fan of limos anymore because he got stuck in traffic (laughs) last season. But I think it's also just because he wants to feel something. (laughs) I think the reason he stole those batteries at the end of the episode was just to do it and also to just feel the rush of, ah, I might get in trouble for this. Yeah. Because he doesn't have any feeling left. And that's when kind his of, daughter hugged him. Yeah. He just <sighs> he was nothing. And that's sort of kind of why he's using those those drugs, and that's what we see. And he certainly needed to feel something after that one that one scene and getting kind of reamed out in the boardroom. Oh. <laughs> but um Kendall's so fascinating, but I think we want to hear from you guys and the viewers. So I think Ryan's got a couple words about joining us. Yes, I do. Guys, thank you so much for making us the ESPN of TV talk. We all love you when you're in the chat commenting on our videos. It makes us really enjoy what we want to do. So please hit that subscribe button, hit that like, the thumbs up button, and comment your thoughts. We'll shout you out on air. Go on iTunes, give us a five-star review. And if you do leave a comment on iTunes, we'll shout you out in next we, week's episode. We need those media metrics so we, we don't do end up them. like Volter. <laughs> yeah, we exactly. can't be shut down by corporate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't want to end up like Walter. <laughs> no fake numbers here. Come on, guys. We need some help. <laughs> no fake numbers. Uh, now we got to talk about Tom and Siv's power dynamic. Mm. I, I, I just love watching it more because it seemed like he was really about them being a power couple and maybe not so much now. Uh, what was your take on Tom's reaction to Siv revealing the news that she was going to be next in line? Uh, what's really interesting is... It's amazing Tom ever thought he was in line, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so so right there, he's been given his uh, his job first in the parks, now in a uh, some role in the news division. He is somewhat skilled. He does have some skills. He's like caught halfway between um, Roman and I think Kendall in the way yeah. he plays. Um, he does realize the importance of cutting the you know making the news division more efficient, and he's mm. probably identified a really interesting area there for them again because the logan roy news division you could tell they'd be the kind of thing with people running to a warehouse (laughs) however many blocks away so he's probably feeling his you know what they call feeling his oats a little bit by um by being in a strengthened position and i thought he probably really turned himself on when he told shiv to f off yeah i really like that dynamic for him because she she had totally demeaned him from everything from like essentially saying I want to be a swinger and you can kind of hang out. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, I got a sense every episode before this, I feel like Tom knew his place. And that's mm-hmm. what was really funny about him was he knew he was nothing compared to Shiv's brothers or anyone in the family. He knew he was the outsider guy. But now we're post wedding, we're post honeymoon. Honeymoon phase yeah. is over. And this episode, he is. There was a major vibe of, oh, uh, even when he was meeting with the woman who's the head of the news, she's like, were yeah. any of those people after every four years that come in, were they the, the son-in-law? Logan's brother, <laughs> yeah, son-in-law? 
He is totally power hungry now. Well, because he he feels he has a little stronger base. Remember, he he used his his um, takedowns on like Greg, for instance, mm. and then he's uh-huh. we've seen him use it on other people. I mean, I forget if it was Kitchen Help or other. I mean, right. he, he the wine. Remember the wine power play, and now finally he did a little bit of a power play up, and, and he's close. Up. He's close, you know. Uh-huh. So he, he's feeling it totally. But he's too power hungry, and, and even when Shiv shared that. I honestly didn't expect him to react that way. Yeah, I, I legit. I think their love is is real. I know they've had a messy past, but that that, <laughs> yeah. that moment at the end of the first season, I thought was super genuine. And I think they have a really good relationship. But when he shared that, yeah. that those were cracks. He was not comfortable. That was the biggest biting my tongue scene, yeah, where he is just like, "Yeah, I'm happy for you." If, if <laughs> you, you, you would hide it a lot better, right? Yeah, at least hide it better. Like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> Which made it so interesting at, towards the middle, where she shares the two options of either yeah. doing, being the chief of staff, was it, and yep. then. Or, you know, inheriting the company, and he straight up said, examine your options, which is, she doesn't do that at all. Whenever you start to have that discussion too early, it never pays off, does it? Like, in the world of dating, when you go, oh, this one person is really (laughs) smart and nice, the other one is really beautiful, I can't decide which one. You probably get the phone call the next night. They both... Neither yeah. of them want to date you. And that's exactly what's happened to her. <laughs> so funny. But, but a question for you, Jeremy. When she asked him for that advice, do you think that she was genuine or she wanted to make Tom feel useful? Uh, I actually think she was genuine. Remember, this is someone that's probably been courted by very, very accomplished people and found something in him. You know, he, he's probably moderately successful in business, but I have a feeling almost everything he has, he owes to that family. But it's some <laughs> dynamic of her being very comfortable with him and, and that sharing that maybe she didn't find him threatening in, in that way and could share more. Yeah. And now that's her, her crutch or... In a way, you just call it, that's her relationship. That's actually a good thing. And when a character in this show has a good thing, it it looks like maybe a sign of weakness. Maybe it it could be a source of strength for her. Yeah. Who knows? Absolutely. Uh Yeah, it's it's interesting. They have a this is a new major crack in the relationship. I can't believe Tom ever thought he had a shot at actually inheriting the company. Over the yeah, the other side. Maybe it's because now he real he he thinks that the relationship with Kendall is unrepairable and he And Roman seems like the party boy. Uh, yeah, but even they had a lunch, they had dinner with Roman, <laughs> yeah. and he. I got a sense that still Roman doesn't think Tom's anything. Yeah, and I, I don't feel like that the family really thinks he's anything too. So it, he, it's just really naive of him to even think he had a shot at that. I think well, it's maybe sweet. He that does. Maybe he I, I think horse. he believes Shiv didn't want it. <laughs> yeah. But Shiv does want it. Yeah, it may be our dark horse. Who knows? Um, but another interesting part of that power play was Shiv's. Uh, not the power play, but Shiv's conversation with her dad, Logan. And we saw, I guess, I guess sort of Logan's misogynistic ways a little bit about, um, you know, how long she would have to take to be in management. Uh, what did you guys think about, A, that conversation? And is that is that Logan's genuine concern um, regarding Shiv? Is Logan just stuck in the past when it comes to her? Yes. Yeah. No, I do think... Look, it was a very great scene in in the previous episode uh, where, you know, she was tearing up and she essentially said, this is all I ever wanted. Um, She didn't mean the company. She meant, like, the belief of her father in her. Right. And now she hears, oh, you'll be on a four-year rotation program. Essentially, if you (laughs) added up all those months, I think it was about four years. That is really long in the corporate world for something like this. It's not like she's been a... um, 
you know, poetry postdoc. Yeah. She's been in political analysis. She's acquainted with the news. She impressed him with his her knowledge of the dynamics of the business and the potential strategies. And then he sang four years. That is a long time for succession. Which yeah. when Kendall was about to get it. Well, he's been a there a decade or two. Yeah. Yeah. He's been there 15, 18 years. It's just crazy to think. And she knows that his, yeah. his mind can change on the flick of a dime. So the promise of three years and then you inherit it is such an empty promise to so, begin with. And it's so untimely. She wants it right now. And by the way, they referred to, you know, if you send people to your outposts in other countries when you want to diminish them. And he said, oh, yeah, you'll go to Berlin. You'll do this. Yeah. And she read that as immediately. Right away. So, but do we think it was genuine? Is, does he want that training? Or is he thinking to himself, I'm going to use this as a to maneuver her around and maybe do something different. I I do think like look I thought it was a legit move and an emotional father daughter move um, when they did that a couple episodes ago. Now I'm viewing it more as a maneuver. Yeah. That um, you know he can juggle his three kids and have them try to climb over each other and he was able to do that this last episode and now she's gotten climbed over. So I'm viewing it a little more as a move rat because. You know, she did the solid by him to get uh, the presidential candidate off the case. Yeah. And then to be able to clear the way for the purchase of the stations, I think, is a part of that power dynamic. And so he, she had checked off three or four things for him. Now it's time for her to want it more and, and work yeah. harder. Yeah, and Chip does seem to also kind of be taking on this role. She see, It seems to give her a little bit of an ego boost now that she's got this, or potentially in the back pocket. And I love the exchange she had with Nate, um, the guy she had the affair with. Mm. What did you think about that exchange? Oh, well, Nate is... <laughs> I don't really know what's going to become of that character. She's obviously was trying to weed him out, but yeah. then we get that final scene yeah. where handshake, and then oh, you want you want to wipe that off, and immediately she's done. Yeah, which we were pretty shocked by. I just didn't think it was going to happen this quickly. I thought this was a season arc, and and that was the pl- and the plan was to actually not be fired or quit, but was to sort to put. Like be in the be in the weeds in the background, the kind options, of helping, yeah. Right. Which yeah. he kind of got for a moment there, and then she went too far. It was actually, you know, we we talked about we we all have a lot of respect for the writing on this show. I thought that was one that played out too quickly. Even if you had a scene in the middle of the episode setting something up, but I do think it would have been a, a sl- better as a slower burn where it took three or four episodes for her to yeah. be undermined in the campaign. I just don't know where it's going to go. Even a couple more scenes. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm still confused. So we got to like talk this out right, a little right. bit. So she goes in that car, and she makes a joke, and then he gets upset, and she kind of says, let me pull back, and they seem to agree, but then she decides to go further and say, I really don't want this. Did she make that decision on the fly, or was she always planning not to be a part of the campaign, or was she going to take um, Tom's advice and try to kind of pull back? And they were, well, they were also referencing who they just met with, and how he was like, I took your advice, we just went there. Yeah. There's, I felt like we missed something there, or maybe I'm missing something. I that was a little confusing for me, but now she is left with, okay, either I follow my dad's plan. It's a three year plan. It's probably not going to happen. You're not going to get the company, and now I don't even have the chief of staff option. Yeah, I think at the beginning of this episode, she probably thought I'm a year and a half to being CEO of this company, or a year and a half to being chief of staff of the White House. Yeah. And now she's like talking about being an intern in Berlin. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Did, so did she just lose her mind there? With miscalculation on her part? Miscalculation yeah. on her part. I, I think nothing savvy here. <laughs> this wasn't some savvy play. We'll see you later. Well, that it actually might have been a, just a Logan's play because yeah. he, I think, put the idea in her mind. 
Inception. That uh, <laughs> that she could be the CEO of the company, yeah. and now she's using that as leverage with the chief of staff um, option. I yeah. think he just gave her that to to make her ruin the yeah. chief of staff option. So, yeah, I was going to say poor leverage because she didn't. She didn't leverage it. It's right. gone. <laughs> yeah. But well, Logan certainly did not know about that. Yeah, right. He didn't know. He didn't know about that, but he knew that she was a part. She's affiliated with that candidate. Mm. She's mentioned yeah. it to him. She's used that as leverage against him in the past. Yeah. This mm-hmm. I think was just a clever move on his part to get her to screw that up. Okay. Well, it's, it's a deep. Yeah. It's a deep <laughs> like move. I don't know if he had that all planned out, but I think he he knows her the best. Yeah. And knew that maybe she would stumble along the way. I don't know because she, she's so strong this episode till that last scene, but we'll see. Um, but we got to talk about Roman's miscalculation again. This character started so strong in, in the beginning of this episode. I almost thought maybe Dad was going to give it to him. Um, what did we think about a Roman kind of stepping up to the plate and then Roman faltering towards the end? Well, Roman cannot read the room and does not know the second and third layer of the power dynamics that are going on. No. So when he says to Shiv, like, if if they were to name a successor today, it would be me. And <laughs> yeah. she's grinning and nodding yeah. and, and loving that. So he does not know how to read the room in any way. Almost everyone in this show knows how to read that at a different level. Yeah. Now, he was savvy to use his skills. He's a party boy. Yeah. He used his party boy skills to have some some beers, get some people schnockered, got some underlying uh, evidence and knowledge about the company, and it you led nice. to their main... Yeah. Strategy. He, he, in that one meeting, that was his like sharpest, you know, thirty seconds on the show, so to yeah. speak. So he played that well, but he does not have the skills to deliver. Yeah. After that, so he got you know at happy hour, he got ten good pieces of knowledge, and then wouldn't know the next two steps to what to do with them. But Kendall obviously really right. would. Well, when they act on his idea in that meeting at the at the dinner. With um, Connor that night, he's venting to Tabitha about, yeah, they're actually following my advice, and I don't know if it's right. <laughs> second-guessing yeah. everything. So, And everyone on the show thinks of him as an idiot, as a fool, but I, I don't think he is one. I, but the, the fact that he would second-guess something that he was so adamant about means that he just doesn't have any confidence in what he actually yeah. wants to pitch. So that can't be a good CEO. I do think he is one. I think he's yeah. someone that probably... Um, you know, has silver spooned it, has not worked hard enough in school, worked hard enough on his rotations. You know, he's COO of a company, rushed a um, satellite launch to have it on yeah. his sister's wedding day. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, he, he doesn't have the good... Like, look, he, I think he has some talents, but didn't yeah. do the hard work to develop mm-hmm. them. Yeah. He wants to hand it to him. It's the it's silver spoon. You're so. absolutely right. Good I instincts. completely agree. But, yeah, Kendall's got the, the skill set to drill down and figure out what's actually going on. Oh, my gosh. And at the end of this episode, now that... Kendall carried out what his idea was. Yeah. I think he was even happy when Logan was like, Kendall, you're carrying this out. He's like, oh, better yet. Now my brother gets to destroy the one thing that he was he brought to the company yeah and it oh yeah totally, roman was definitely happy about it yeah. roman was psyched and then he was gonna be put on the proxy team you yeah. know he's like by the way kendall's staying in my office yeah get out of here go boy he's like he's yeah, like yeah. bye bye boy like it was so demeaning for and, Logan. And, and almost out of nowhere because it, it just seems like that that idea didn't elevate oh. roman at all in logan's eyes right so he's got a lot of work to do <laughs> but of course let's get to our special segments let's start off with our news our news okay news (laughs) News today gentlemen um first off 
Just going through some numbers for views. So last week's season two premiere of Secession got 1.2 million views, which is up 32% from last season. Those sound wow. like high numbers. This but, episode uh, is doing really well. I didn't know we got yeah, so many views. <laughs> talking about the episode on HBO. Oh, oh. Uh, but basically, it sounds good. Comparatively to the other shows on HBO, it's not. We're talking about like Big Little Lies, that's a show that would generate... 5.4 every episode as a minimum. Um, if you're going expanding beyond the premium network, something like Big Bang Theory will get 19.2 wow. or somewhere between 19 and 17 million. So 1.2 is is it's pretty low. Yeah. It's 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 better. It's catching some gravity. I think this is the best show on TV that yeah. not many people are watching, and I really hope it generates some some more steam. Um, so just an update on that news wise. Uh, I mean, just to put that in more perspective, a show like Yellowstone not that big a show yeah. Paramount Network that got 5.4 on its season 2 Ooh. premiere that, and that's a small show we need some more guys we yeah need so more. we need some more I really hope I think it's going to get more and more popular as these reviews and the Emmys come out because it did get a lot of Emmy love this year yeah. so I think if it gets some wins there it's really going to boost it up that happened with Newsroom season 2 yeah. barely anyone was watching got the Emmy noms got season 3 so there's that update and I'm going to throw it to Jeremy Dan for some more real-world news involving Viacom. This is, yeah, real-world business stuff. So when the show first started, um, I was thinking about it both in terms of, look, there are a lot of parallels with Fox, and everyone talks about the parallels with the Murdoch family. But there were also parallels with the Redstone family. If you're not familiar with them, you've maybe heard of Viacom. Maybe you haven't heard of Viacom, but... This was a mega media giant of the 80s, 90s, into the 2000s, has broken apart into some of its component pieces. You might know the names MTV, Nickelodeon, Paramount, CBS. Well, um, the patriarch, Sumner Redstone of that family, has been incapacitated for years, and they had shareholder struggles all around that. But just this week, his daughter, Sherry, helped bring together a remerger with a lot of the assets from the old Viacom, wow. so merging with CBS. This has all been happening in the last week, right. so we're yeah. seeing shareholder action in the real world of media. Um, you know, Warner owns HBO. These guys own Showtime. This is a big player. And them brought together wow. puts it on par with the Disneys, the Foxes, and the nice. Warners again, I, really? I believe. yeah. I wonder, because oh, I, I remember Sumner Redstone. Didn't he have the public spat with Tom Cruise many years ago? Public spat. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think they had some sort of public spat. Wow. So I wonder if we'll see something that like on this uh, on this show that kind of uh, mirrors that. Yeah, I was just looking in the chat real quick. We do have someone in the chat, uh, Leah G. Um, I don't think this is referring to Shiv. Yeah. Uh, just unless we wrapped up on news real quick. I believe I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. That was awesome. Um, he, he was just referring to Shiv. I don't think it's a miscalculation. She thinks it's her time. She's betting on herself, and since her father is not to be trusted, she thinks she has to move before her dad changes his mind. Interesting. So that, that could be the tactic, but I think that's what bitter this episode. But if that's the tactic, then she really doesn't respect Tom at all, because then she just was like, oh, yeah, I'll pretend that was good advice, but I'm not going to take it. <laughs> right. But she should have held the... Um, the potential chief of staff thing over her father then and said, look, yeah. uh, you can't put me on the internship program. Yeah. <laughs> I, I At least this. for a couple yeah. weeks or months longer. Like, I mean, she didn't have to make a decision right now. We're talking about a one-year glide path, not a yeah. four-year glide <laughs> path, because I, I could become chief of staff. Yeah. Right. yeah. Huh. Well, 
But good point. It's a good point. It's a good point. Um, other special things. Yeah. Uh, of course, we have our savage line. So I think that speaks for itself. Uh, what savage line did you have from this episode, Ryan? Right. So, I mean, the dialogue in this show, as always, is amazing. so savage. It's amazing. There are some brutal insults. Yes. Like, some on par with Veep, I think. And a lot just pretty real world. Roman usually has a few. My most savage line of this episode came at the uh, the dinner between Shiv and Tom with uh, Roman and what is her name? Tabitha. Tabitha, which Tabitha we know from the bachelor history, party. From the bachelor party. Mm. Has history with Tom. Mm. And uh, I believe there was a moment where Roman says, hey Shiv, can we just talk about something real quick? And they go into the other room and um, we know Tom has a cold. He's feeling a little under the weather. <laughs> they mention that right up top when they enter the room and Tabitha goes, oh, you should try swallowing something. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> like honey. <laughs> honey. Um, she was in reference to what happened to the bachelor party so that was probably my most savage line <laughs> how was, about you i loved the scene where tom at first it was all uh giggles and rainbows with the head of the news division then they get yeah. into the office um and she said i'm not used to be or you know our our uh customers our viewers don't want to be patronized by what was it latte sipping douchebags with hundred dollar haircuts <laughs> That was was some good stuff, but I also just liked the savage line because sometimes the savageness comes through the simplicity. And if I may, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, just uh, when they called him the, you look like a divorce attorney from the Twin Cities, um, and he walks what has an agricultural kind of walk, and he just said, "Hey, Shiv, fuck off!" Wow, (laughs) and um, that. Savage in its simplicity. Yeah. Pretty savage. <laughs> you want Shaka? Oh, of course, of course. Uh, I loved when Roman, because Kendall really did look like mortified in that scene within the boardroom. And then Roman said, yeah, he just emptied the content of his scrotum at dad's feet. Oh, and my that was gosh. One of my favorite lines. <laughs> oh, and we actually have an audio for that. That's great. Yikes. Uh, and of course, we got to get to our next segment, which is our flex moments. <laughs> inspired by Ryan Nielsen, inspired by my Instagram name, Shaka, Shaka Strong. Strong. <laughs> Shaka Strong, what was your flex moment? What was my flex moment? I think it was another simple <laughs> moment from Tom, where he's in the oh meeting God. with the ATN lady, um, with Sid, and he says, thanks and fuck you. you know? yeah. yeah. That was that was my favorite. That was a pretty good one. Good night. Oh, yeah, right when they were leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was... He can say that yeah. and not get in trouble for it. Um, mine was... Right at the end, when Kendall delivers the news, like, oh, yeah, you're all getting laid off, you're all fired, pack your things, get out, you have 15 minutes, and uh, while that's all happening, it's it's mayhem, it's pandemonium, everyone doesn't know what's going on, the people ushering others out, and I think on the way out, one of the employees of Vulture just goes up, spits in his face, he doesn't move a yeah. muscle, not even a reaction, like, it yeah. didn't, it just hit him, Yeah, and he goes, oh, is that all you got? Yeah. yeah, that was actually a flex. <laughs> Co-signing that one. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. His dad would respect that. He just got the cupo, cupo yeah. piss thrown on him. Yeah. He if if he doesn't react to the spit, he he'd have a lot of respect <laughs> for that. Crazy. Uh, my power move was again that just the flip side of that the, the the meeting Roman making his power play with the you know gut it and yeah. then being so happy that Kendall was put in charge of that he has not been. 
first of all, Roman does not know so much of what's going behind the scenes, you know, uh, the dynamic with the father and everything else, but just knows kind of in the in the terms of hanging out in the in the living room and who's getting to play with whose toy and all that and who dad's sending to bed early. He won that meeting. Yeah. Gut it. And then have your brother put in charge of the gutting. I mean, that was a power play. He felt great about it. And that's like one of those moments you want to just encapsulate for Roman. Because like, yeah, you won. You you did it right. (laughs) Remember what it's like. It's going to be your best moment for probably the next six episodes. (laughs) No, I really hope he quits himself well. But I guess we'll talk about our predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. The light reminds me of the party, the bachelor party. Yeah, it's very apropos. <laughs> Every party is a reminder of the bachelor party. Who's the techno Gatsby? <laughs> what are your What are your predictions? Uh, you okay? I'm not going to steal yours because you have an amazing one uh, in, re- in reference to um, Connor's girlfriend. But uh, just a little tease there. I predict that I think shit. I don't think we're done with Shiv. I think, you know, she calls Logan at the end saying, all right, Dad, when do we start? And he's pretty nonchalant about it. Oh, yeah, come in tonight. Uh, I think Shiv doesn't realize quite yet, like, how her options have just kind of evaporated. So I think we're going to see the the downward spiral for Shiv a lot sooner than I thought. You know, last year with Kendall, it happened... A little later in the season, it was like episode four, and then the finale. I think this is happening next episode. It's going to hit her hard and realize, oh, I'm not in a great position, and really downward spiral. So I think we're going to see downward spiral for uh, for Shiv. I also think that Greg, I mean, Greg is just getting a lot of things handed to him, seemingly. I think that something's going to go on with, with Greg and Kendall. I think maybe Greg's going to be Kendall's crutch for um, just his, maybe his only friend for the remainder of the season. And, uh, and I think Kendall is on his ascension. So I think, you know, Kendall's going to rise. She's going to fall. Mm. I think Willa is about to become the toast of New York <laughs> yes. with her play. Yeah. Her play is going to be about this family. Mm, we brilliant. saw her writing late at night in England with the glow of the laptop as she had observed so many things. And the family is playing stupid with her. No, it has Anyone said a good thing to her? They <laughs> no. treat her uh, like an escort. Yeah, exactly. And and she has so much material. But she was, and they. It's not like they kind of treat her at arm's length. She was in the room at the stink house when they were talking about all of their future moves with the company. Yeah. She's seen it all. She's going to write it up in the play, and she's going to be famous in the next couple of episodes. I love yeah. that. Yeah, so definitely. Much. I definitely believe that. Um, I don't know. I think Shiv has a play because that scene didn't make sense to me. Um, where she quickly went from, you know, playing the background to, like, getting fired. So I think she's got to play that, it's got to play out probably next episode. So I think Shiv's going to be, I, I don't see her letting go of this, and I think she's going to kind of be on par, she'll still remain in that first to second place, and it'll be a battle. Do you think she's going to get back with the campaign in some way, or no, 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 I, ba- I, back with the company? Yeah, I think she's got to play for that company, and this somehow played into that don't know how yet can i ask Um, a question real quick do you think uh, this just popped in my head the um i'm blanking on the man's name but the the guy she was sleeping with on the camp nate do you think she's going to use that over his head and have him sabotage the campaign because he threatens her he's like you don't share that my wife doesn't know shiv is going to use everything at her disposal i think we're going to see shiv really be focused and really be calculating what i don't think We'll see is the coldness that Kendall has. I think Kendall will be more ruthless than Shiv, mm. and he may go too far. 
and that'll be something. But I think they're going to both be like gunning for this, and then I think Kendall's going to go too far. And wow. then my last prediction was, I think Greg might be Kendall's undoing. Because the way he's riding this dude already, and I think you're going to see that Greg might get fed up, and whatever secrets he's got, he might eventually, towards the end of the season, release. Those are my sort of like... But just the, the way that Greg is already like, what's happening here, and Kendall's yeah. abusing him, I don't think he's going to take that abuse for too, too long, but he'll take it for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think Greg, there's something going on with Greg. There's no reason to have him in the show as just a, a joke, really. Because yeah. season one, he was a comic relief. He was uh, someone for Tom to play off of. But now he's he has ideas. Like, yeah. he, he does t- Tom's work, but he, and he finds the 50 people to just cut. Yeah. Get rid of them. 50 skulls. And, and yeah, Kendall gives him an apartment. Yeah. And to he, have parties at. And I think we know that Kendall wants to keep him close for a reason, but I think Greg's going to know so much and he'll well, be abused and he'll do he'll something. Get, so. Next prediction, maybe. Maybe it's a little too early. He'll get his grandfather's seat on the board. Whoa. Oh. Hmm. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> guys, we got so much to talk about. But thank you guys for joining us. My name is Shaka Smith. You guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. I'm Jeremy Dan. Please don't try to find me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm Ryan Nilsson. You can find me at Ryan Nilsson, N-I-L-S-E-N underscore, at Ryan Nilsson underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for watching, guys. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.